This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large scale dream. A half high elf blade singer wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And this is Advantage. Morlinde and Ulrich, you walk through the streets of the Azure Keep searching for your party members. Uh, the downpour is shedding off your waxed duck canvas rain cloaks, but has certainly soaked through your leather boots, which gush fountains of water with each step. Ugh. The benefit is that it has washed away the guts of the swarms of giant cockroaches you had just fought. And you're talking about that strange encounter uh, the sudden plague of oversized insects that were caused by an experimental pesticide of a college kid who got a C in their freshman potions class. Uh, what's more, the significance of that high elf kid in the Weaver's School hoodie, uh, Inchel Geldrim, none other than Alaris's first cousin. Weird. Again, because it's literally been two months since we recorded, uh, this is a great opportunity for you to ask any clarifying questions that you might have, uh, or feel free to use this time to talk and character too. That person didn't know about our Geldrum. Our Geldrum, yes. yes. What is your Geldrum's name? Sorry, just out of curiosity. <laughs> okay, good. Just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the families of it. Inchel has. No clue who Alaris is. Inchel told you that their mothers are Graeus and Fran Geldrim, uh, and you recognize Fran from the family tree in Alaris's dad's study. Inchel is obviously a second or third child, not first. His name starts with an I, and in the Geldrim family, first children always start with an E. Inchel's sibling's name is Effie. Inchel also told you that it is his cousin, Esseray, who has the family ring. What was the significance of the ring? I'm sorry. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay, Zach, will you bring up the, up the significance it's, of the ring? It's I the feel puzzle like this box, yeah, right? The, the ring unlocks oh, the puzzle yeah. box that I've been trying to figure out how to unlock this entire show. So yeah, since like episode nine or whatever. Above the table, do do we oh, know? Sorry, all of that was all of that was on the table was in character. <laughs> no, I, now we're above the table. No, I don't know. I just okay. So all of that is stuff that Morlinde like Morlinde knows that he needs that ring to open the puzzle box, or yes, Morlinde just yes. knows that there's a ring. Yep. Okay, got it. So that. And as you're rounding the corner, you see a familiar halfling and East Italian robes closing Ooh. the gate as she leaves the military garrison. Great. Uh, Elder Cara Fallhide does a double take, not expecting to see you. Uh, and her eyes, uh, they light up and a satisfied smile cracks across her face. She drags over to you. Uh, They've dropped the charges. Like all of them? They've Dropped Lieutenant Colonel Tri's indictment. Yeah, Moreland Day is over. No more court martial. Just like that. She'll be returning to the Southern Redoubt tomorrow. Moreland Day does know exactly what's going on, um, and she's honestly mortified. Like, she's simultaneously glad and mortified because she knows why this happened. So the look look on um, her face is just like, at, she's trying to freeze it and, like, not show anything because she doesn't want to, like... She, number one, she doesn't know how she feels. Number two, she doesn't want to give away. So she's just like, great. Why aren't you more excited, Morlinde? It's all because of you two. We couldn't have done this without you. But this is our secret, though. Got it? Because the only people who know the full story here are the three of us. Ulrich, know that we haven't, we wouldn't have been able to do this without you. So thank you. Um, but again, it's just our secret. Just... You and me and James Pony know the full story. Not even Try can know the truth. And Auric, I'm sorry, not even you can know the full truth. Well, 
Okay. But it's going to get out. Only if you tell somebody, Morlinde. Uh, yeah, until a pandemonium is raining hellfire on the rest mm-hmm. of the cast. With their new flying machines. Yeah. Yeah, you remember in Avatar The Last Airbender how oh, suddenly yes, that whole the firebenders thing. have the airships and that's the a real game changer. <laughs> yep. So as confusion washes across both of your faces, Fallhide says, I'm soaked here. Let's go back to Miss, to Miss Geldreams. That was weird. Galdrim? <laughs> Sorry, Morlinde, how do you say her name? I said Galdrim earlier. Is that how you say it, Ulrich? I've been calling her Mama Geldrim, like emphasis on the E sound. Galdrim? I don't actually know. She has not corrected me when I said it. Jump cut. You know, Grimton, I feel like sometimes people have a hard time pronouncing my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. You're leaving the uh, debriefing room and Colonel Anders is saying, thank you, Legionnaire Steadyhand, for your time. Thank you, uh, Legionnaire Gel- Geldrim. Geldrim? Gel- <laughs> Geldrim? Gel- anyway. Thank you. Shake his hand. <laughs> uh, Alarius and Grimton, you stopped in the hallway within the garrison, having just left the briefing room. In addition to your gorgets, a small tin emblem hangs around your neck. This is a uh, tunus levy, they called it, which is about the size of a matchbook and comes standard issue for all military personnel within the empire of the pandominion uh, they are embossed with your names ranks and serial numbers more importantly you have a checkbook linked to the special legionnaires program's discretionary fund the current balance of which is somewhere close to fifty-three thousand gold are we around any other like commanding officer type people it's, it's an empty hallway you're still in the garrison but it's an empty hallway grimton Alaris. We have access to so much money now? Is that a lot? I was thinking about this. One gold is essentially 10 US American dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's $530,000. Yes. Which is honestly not actually that much. Like when I think about yes. like the budget of my school, for instance, yeah. I don't know exactly what's all in it, but they, they use millions. <laughs> right. So like- Sure. It is a lot for a person. It is nothing for an empire. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, I guess. I mean, you sound like well, someone Well, what do you that's... think is a lot of money, Grimton? Uh, I've stared into the vaults of the Herdearthian Empire, so, like, <laughs> it's, it's cool. I thought you were going to say void. Well, have you had access to just free spending of the gold of the Herdearthian Empire? No, the Ormains were pretty rich at one point. They had a mine. I, personally... I'm not a very wealthy person, so... No, no, like, this is a... This is a lot for me. This is definitely a lot of money to, like, a poor person, but, like, don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel attacked. Uh, so as you are wide-eyed and excitedly whisper-talking in the hallway, uh, an ally approaches. Lieutenant Harkwood was a colleague of Alaris's at the Weaver School and is currently assigned as your handler. Hey, how'd it go? I remember my first CO report. Being alone in front of a panel of brass scared me shitless. I could hardly speak. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. We just kind of we just kind of told him what happened, and then. Uh, at what point does a DB from become an interrogation? You know. He shines a spotlight in your eyes. He says, "You tell me." I swatted away. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that, son. <laughs> I'm supposed to walk uh, you all the way home, but it's. Alaris, this is literally your hometown. Yeah, you don't you don't have to do that. Yeah, you can make it on your own. Uh, see you, fellas. And he throws up a peace sign and leaves. Peace sign. A, a person who works for the military. Deuces. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's pretty chummy it's with a, Alaris. So it's a victory sign. Yeah, not a peace sign. Yeah, v, v for victory. In Morse code, the V for victory is dot 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 dash, which is ba 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 ba. Bum, 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 bum. Another jump cut. You open the door to Catherine Geldrim's home to find everyone in attendance. Catherine, Art Simone, 
uh, Meilin, Nexby, Fallhide, Auric, Morlinde, and now Grimton and Alaris. Everyone is smiling except Art, uh, who turns his head away from Grimton as you walk in. And Nexby is the first to speak towards you. Did you hear the news? I have not. What news? Charges have been dropped. Try is free. I don't know how you did it, but it's done. Kara just told us all about it, and Try will be returning to command the Southern Redoubt tomorrow. What? Uh, Alaris and Grimton, did you guys have something to do with this? Also, like, where have y'all been? We've been wondering for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, we were taken in by some commanding officers for a debriefing. Um... There's lots of nodding and looking around and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the mm-hmm. like seven NPCs we have in the room. <laughs> I don't know that anything we said in there would have helped Try necessarily. No, I think we actually kept mentioning Try and they kept telling us to not talk about yeah, Try. Conflict of interest. We like we would be like, well, we wanted to help Try, and they'd be like, stop talking about Try. Interesting. Yeah. And then he would, like, fry up some chicken. It was a weird meeting. A debriefing with fried chicken? I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. He insisted I... on it. <laughs> Ulrich is just kind of nodding along because for all the pomp and circumstance that often accompanies the military, so too, it seems, does food. Can't win a war on an empty stomach. I don't understand how military things work, I guess. Later in the evening... There's a knock at the door. Catherine opens it to three friends. Lieutenant Harkwood has escorted Erica Try and James Pony to your doorstep. And the pair of them are cry laughing uncontrollably with their arms around one another. Harkwood is giggling and shaking his head. He smiles. I'm babysitting and they were getting celebratory drunk in Pony's office. They said they needed to find a lot of you. So here we are. James steps in. He sets down a rucksack. The drawstring is opened, revealing what must be the entirety of his liquor cabinet. <coughs> Erica grabs a handle of top shelf whiskey and begins pouring shots. Hey, how many of us are there? Ulrich raises their hand and says one, nothing two, three, else. Four. No, that's not what I asked, Ulrich. I said, how many of us are there? How many of us are there? That's a good question. Like, like actually. 11? Seven, eight, nine, 10, 10 here. Ten? Who all is present here again? My guess was 11. Who's right? It's not 10 or 11? More or less. Let's see. There's the party, so there's four of us. <laughs> and there's Nexby, Pony, Try. Whoever they came with. Artsy Moan and Lars's mom. It's 10. 10? No, it's 13. It's 12. Who are we forgetting? There's the four of us. Yep, four. Yep, Catherine Art. Yep, Maylin. Oh, Maylin. Oh, Maylin. I forgot Maylin. How could you forget Alaris's girlfriend? Harkwood, Pony, Try. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that's 12. Oh, so I was the closest. I just forgot Maylin. I We all forgot Maylin, except for Alaris. Sorry, Maylin. Could never forget Maylin. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts pouring a dozen shots. Uh, and Pony reaches into his blazer pocket and pulls out his father's rocks glass, which has been delicately wrapped in a velvet bag. Uh, and once everybody is served, Joe cue some impassioned music. The Lieutenant Colonel stands triumphantly on top of Mama Geldrim's fine leather ottoman. There's a dumbfounded but prideful look in her eye. She's still chuckling and shaking her head in disbelief. <clears throat> Sorry. I'll make that <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's also been day drinking. Perfect! Let me be totally upfront. I have no clue why in the nine hells I am standing here tonight. James told me up front at the very beginning that the likelihood that I would get away without at least forfeiture of two-thirds pay and reduction to lieutenant was next to nothing. That the charges were dropped completely, it's, it stunned me. Not only is my record clean, but I get to return to the Southern Redoubt. That stations my pride and joy. I will be able to return to post and serve not only the Pandominion, but my friends in New Isatalos, whom I swear to protect 
as long as I shall live. I don't know how it is that I am able to be here with you tonight. Again, James refuses to tell me. But I know in my heart of hearts that it has something to do with you four. She says, pointing at the unknown associates. She raises her glass high, still standing proudly on the ottoman. She says, I propose a toast to the incredible strengths of warm companionship and hard liquor. May our glasses overflow with both. Hear, hear. I Trying to make a good clinky. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.43. This episode is a celebration of the hard work and deception that led to the total exoneration of friend and ally, Lieutenant Colonel Eric Try. Cheers to a completed side quest and a dubious moral blemish. If you listen to the rest of the episode, you'll easily guess the direction that the players are heading next. So I don't have to feel bad telling you to prepare yourselves for the Springwood. Incredible thank yous to open source recordings of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. There was a lot of fun to throw in here. I hope you enjoyed it too. <laughs> Our fourth birthday here at Advantage is January 1st, 2021, and we are celebrating with a mailbag episode. We'll be keeping our DMs open for submission through Christmas, December 25th. Um, send your questions about anything and everything. Ask about player characters, NPCs, plot hooks, world building, everything. We'll answer it. Like, send me a message on Discord or uh, to advantage on any other social media. Uh, we'll add your questions to the list. If you're brave, open up your voice memo app on your phone. Record a birthday message or a question or whatever and then email it to us at advantagednd at gmail.com. If you need a link down to the Darkmore Podcast Network Discord channel, you can find one down in the doobly-doo. You can easily access Advantage and all of our other member shows. The Misadventures, Fun But Why, How Friends Roll, Playing Out of Character, DM Shower Thoughts, all are wonderful companions of ours. I think the core of Dungeons & Dragons is puzzle and encounter design. I'll draw from favorite movies, video games, books, anything to create a one-of-a-kind play experience. When you start with a solid framework, all you need is to grab your best friends and hilarity ensues naturally. I'm Sully, dungeon master and host of the podcast How Friends Roll, a 5th edition actual play podcast of micro campaigns featuring a rotating cast of characters. Come join our table. How Friends Roll is available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's get back to the show. Thank you. So Grimton, right? Like, after you blacked out, you told us that your friend Dolgren, like, filled you in on the events of the evening. So, like, what happened? Like, you were a young lad. I've got to know. Holgren? Holgren? Is that his name? Dolgren. Jeez, I mean, like, I know it's been a while, but, like, do you really not remember? This is your story, steady hand. Come on. Young man, I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, sir, you got me. So, if Dolgren wasn't lying, I'm not sure exactly how we ended up with that donkey in the Hederthian coffers, but it was just going to town. We, we had angered it somehow. I think Herrick might have tried to brand it. It was just tearing everything up. So we had, as I saw it, two options. One was to fess up, go to King Kraysunder and say, hey, I'm not sure how we ended up here, but I, all those damages, that was us. That was the donkey that we let in there. Or two, pretend we had stumbled upon the donkey <laughs> <laughs> and we were just doing our civic duty and trying to let it out of the coffers. So what did you do? Oh, what did you think I did? I was going to take the fall for some donkey and a drunkard. Because <laughs> you were definitely 
sober to your knowledge at that point. To my, I can't be convinced otherwise. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a party animal in your youth, Grimton. Alaris, your mother comes over to you and says, I'm hurt that the lieutenant colonel gave a toast before me. I'm technically the host. You're never supposed to toast before the host toasts. It's the most worst thing you can do to toast before the host toasts. Because the host toast means the most. The most worst toast host. Don't toast host. You're not supposed to toast before the host toast. Mom, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't get to do your hosting duties. My host toast. If you want to do a host toast right now, you can do one. I'm supposed. Let's do it. What would Attention I toast? Attention everyone. You know what? I know what I'm going to toast to. Everyone. Come on. She's getting up on her leather ottoman and is shaking her head. Uh, Alaris, you remember the rule of no shoes on the ottoman. <laughs> Our wonderful host has a toast. It's a host toast. A toast to the host with the most. Yeah, host. No, Alric, no, no, it's- That's two host toasts. <laughs> two toasts before the host toast. I'm sorry, Mama Gildreen, please make your toast. I've just got to say that I am so proud of my son for all the wonderful things that he is doing and for bringing home his, his friends and that he's saving the world. And uh, I- I'm also delighted to have Pedro here. That's Maylin. And it just fills me to, with all sorts of joy and, and happiness. So uh, to, to Alaris. To Alaris. To Alaris. To Alaris. Thanks, Mom. Long may he reign. <laughs> Sorry, old habits. James Pony comes up to you. Auric, you shaking his head. Auric, I gotta stop drinking. Like, categorically or just tonight? <laughs> like, categorically. It's not like I get too wild and crazy when I when I drink, but, like, I can remember everything just fine. I just drink too damn much. I never don't have a drink in my hand. It's, it's, it's like I needed to live. I don't know if I actually needed to live, though, because, like, I can't remember the last time I didn't have a drink. I need help. Over the table, Joe, Stephen the player. Is there like a a widespread like organization like AA or or something like that that like Ulrich would know exists or or would that be like a more like localized thing? I would guess it'd be more localized. Okay. Well, I don't know exactly what's in this area necessarily but i'm i'm sure there are people that would happily give you help and honestly i i support your your journey here so like if that's something you want to pursue i'm more than happy to help you pursue it over the table Ulrich definitely says that's drunk so like there is a distinct like actual limit to what I can do in like logistically to help yeah. to help actually do that. But emotionally, right now in the Auric moment, Ulrich is, is like, this is my quest. I will do this for a homie. James can totally read that in you. Pony knows exactly what you mean by I will stop at nothing. Pats you on the back. Maylin comes up to Morlinde. Melinda, are you a romantic person at all? Um, almost no. Like, at about a level zero, no. Like, maybe 0 0.01. Yeah, I always just assumed that you were ace. What's the point oh one? Uh... Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Says Grimton. Uh, P.S. Feel free to uh, chime in onto any of these. As, as you normally do in a party where you just wander from conversation to conversation. Party. Yeah. Hope. Grimton, like, whispers as no, he's pouring himself mm, another nah, drink. Nah, 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 it's not like that. Not like that at all. He needs to go away. Can I roll an insight check? I want to I wanna see if I can feel the, like, gravity with which Grimton says that. <laughs> like, if if hope is like a, is like a, a deep, like, one that got away feeling that he has, <laughs> or if he's, or, or if he's really just, like, no, off the cuff screwing around. No, he's just drunk grandpa right now. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, go ahead. Who and knows? Maybe there's there's more to his backstory. So, oh, my insight is an 18. Alric can uh, 
surmise that like yeah it is with like a deep and like almost mournful sort of attitude Grimton said hope but he wasn't even addressing Morlinde or uh, Maylin <laughs> Ulrich decides not to like acknowledge that and starts to like uh, introspect a little bit about their own current hope with their budding relationship and instead just like quietly take takes another drink yeah I think Art Simone comes up to you Grimton after hearing you say hope Catherine knows about the uh, Carpenter's Magazines last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Grimton. I, I cannot do that again. It hurts too much. I, I understand. <laughs> if you must keep them away, that that's that's fine. I, you know, it should be between you and uh, Catherine. I loved the time that we had together. It was a special night. Morlinde like leans in because she was like mid conversation somewhere else, but now she's like hearing that. <laughs> are y'all are you is everything okay two men can enjoy wood this... together Morlinde that's nothing yep and then just like that's nothing weird about that okay yep you're right that's not my business Maylin did you really come all the way over here yes I did come to see Alaris oh ew no I didn't even know that <laughs> I didn't even know that Alaris was gonna be here so why why did you I'm seeing the world wow and so wait so you it was just like it was just like a pure coincidence that your paths crossed again here Kara said that she was coming up to the Azure Keep to do something and I wanted to see the Azure Keep and they let me be the companion on her journey, so here I am. That's amazing. I'm so glad you could come here and visit us and hang out with Alaris, but also, like, that's so cool that you're doing that, not just staying stuck in one place. That's so neat. It was fate that brought them together. We're star-crossed lovers. I think the spirits were a little bit involved. Interesting. I'm, I've never considered myself a spiritual person. I mean, not that I'm not a spiritual person. Like, I know that they're there, uh, but like, I've never, I've never thought about life in terms of its spiritual significance. But they they push in on lots of different aspects of everything that you encounter in every way, like your whole life. It's little. It's like in the background, but it's there. And so, if you if you pay attention, you might see it. But uh, you know, I can't. Expect for everybody to be that spiritual. That is not your job. But I, I really do think the spirits were involved in your in running into each other, which is or the gods. Very, very cool. I just, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. <coughs> Sorry. Um, all Rick a question. <coughs> you can't. You can't breathe liquid. Apparently. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've heard that that doesn't work. Actually, I just got the breathe the like breathe underwater spell with like my third fourth level spells anyway <laughs> well i definitely didn't because rough there with that Ulrich, do you remember when we met those centaurs can i have like <laughs> slightly more context <laughs> yeah yeah which centaurs we met some centaurs and we asked them three questions okay i know i said slightly more context but can i have significantly more context yeah yeah i'm getting there i'm getting there okay well, one of the questions we asked, I don't remember what we what the actual question we asked, but their answer was that I had destiny in my blood. What do you oh, think that means? Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know, but like I feel like maybe like you're really important and like we're not, but like we're dragged oh, you're along really by important. Your... No, I mean like maybe to you, but like on like a cosmic scale, I think you're important and we're like, we're like your support team, you hmm. know? I don't know. I'd like maybe you're like a hero, like in the stories, you know? I mean, we're all like, heroes. Like, no, Everyone here like, is a hero. You are a you're hero. Like Bonvar you're like Bonvar the Brave. You're like one of the heroes from the stories. Ah, uh, yes, Bonbar the Brave. How does that go uh, again? Oh. Don't pass it. I will, I will pull up that Google Drive, and you will get two minutes of audio of Steven specifically saying Look that. Look at this good, there's a good kitty. 
Are there cats in the Galdream household? Because there's a, a kitty in Steven's household. There's a cat now. There's a cat now? We've we've got a pet cat? I can start talking to it. Oh my god. I think the cat should be named Rosé. She's a, a lovely, like, a ruddy pink. Cats can be pink in the cusp. Cats can be pink in any universe that has dye. Next B says, in general, at tribe, but to everyone... So whose ass did you have to eat to come away that clean? His name is Anders. I don't recall his first name, but he likes chicken. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced we did anything, he says, motioning to himself and Alaris. Marlene just looks at Kara Faldheide because she doesn't, at this point, she, she still has the filter to not say anything, but also doesn't have the filter to not look meaningfully at someone. She's just looking. <laughs> Wait! So we can like go finish what we were doing before, right? Cause like- Oh yeah, didn't we have a job to do? I'm trying to get like home. Like I'm not trying to just like, you know, hang out here in the Pandominion. There's a whole Isatalos like new that I live in and I want to get back to. <laughs> yeah, we do kind of have jobs there. Fallhide leans over to Grimton and says, Grimton, where do you call home at the moment? Ulrich studies their drink. I would love to say that her dearth is still my home, though it is not the her dearth I remember. Or I would like it to be. But for now, I guess, my allegiances are with the Pandominion. Grimton, how likely are we to succeed? Honestly, I don't think our chances are that great. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But what good revolution has good odds? I want merch that says that. That was a good quote. Our odds aren't necessarily what matters. What we had to do is just plant that seed and hope that it blooms long after we succeed or fail. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I guess my point is, is like, I don't, I'm not necessarily tied down to anything, so I don't mind helping out. But our other companions are a little more like they have actual jobs and responsibilities, you know? Yeah. Like, like I feel I, like I, I, it's, I, I, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's it's just a big. It's such a big thing. I'm by no means asking our friends to risk their lives and yourself either. At any point, you can come back to the Azure Keep or keep exploring the cusp if you'd like well i mean i want to see this thing through to the end at least as far as we can go at the very least finish the mission that we're currently on that we just took a little break from y'all are still commissioned as special legionnaires so what in the nine hells are you talking about leaving yeah but what does that even mean erica that means you're under duty and obligation to do yeah. what well to travel so and do stuff try. i have a point to make with you about that all right. Are we going to fight? No, we're not going to fight. Why not? Oh, that'd be so fun. You should fight. <laughs> oh, well, because I think you would beat me up. I would. <laughs> she flexes, and for some reason, she's wearing, like, full plate, and the plate dents from the inside because of her <laughs> Oh, please keep doing that. That's the point oh one percent That's the point zero one. <laughs> That's the .01. <laughs> for Erica Try. That's the hope. <laughs> so you're picking a bone with me? So we did this briefing or whatever earlier today. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. say more. At, at, at several parts, it felt like they were just ready to completely kick us out. So I feel like they don't really care about the Special Legionnaires. I don't feel like it's a big deal. Like, I feel like if we would have just, like, told them stuff they didn't want to hear, we would have just not been Special Legionnaires anymore. But... You did tell them things that they want to hear, and you are special legionnaires. Yeah, for now. They do find what you're doing valuable, and will likely continue to find what you're doing valuable. If I heard your conversation with Auric earlier, Geldrim, you have destiny in your blood. Yeah, but no one even knows what that means. And... I'm sure the Pandominion would love to invest some money to find out. Uh, I don't know if I like the sound of that. <laughs> Approximately 530,000 US dollars. What's a US dollar? An US dollar. 
it's this like made up currency that doesn't really have any backing anymore. So like it's all just fictional. We're just what what? Yeah, us dollars was like a, a ancient form of currency that existed Capital a long time ago. Is made up. We should all seize the means of production. There's not even a gold standard anymore. <laughs> Steady hand. You getting into that scuffle at the bar a year ago changed my life. Do you realize that? I suppose it. I'd never be in this position if it weren't for you just happening to know information on the Warforged. I suppose in a way it changed ours too. And I mean, I don't know that we could have saved Nuis of Talos without you. So, kind of a good thing we met, I suppose. Kind of a good thing we met. Harkwood says at all this rambling, God, I'm glad I'm the designated cart driver tonight. Y'all are getting soused. I can't go this hard anymore. Like, not since that party that Deldritch threw in college. Were you at that? Oh, in the Springwood? No, definitely not. Did you guys steal a donkey? No, no donkeys were involved. I've never been to the Springwood. Why not? We should go there right now. Maybe I should go there right now. Right now. All right. What's keeping you? Alaris? Yeah, I'm going to go right now. Well, hold on, says your mom. Look, Alaris, son, I know that you're feeling pulled to visit the Springwood. I'm scared about that, and I don't want you to go, but please wait till morning. Alaris, how long have you been holding on? Have you been holding on your whole life? I know I can't stop you. I say we go now. I think that we could probably wait till morning. What's the Springwood? Uh, the Springwood's where my dad's from. It's where the high elves are. As fun as that sounds, we should probably not go while intoxicated. Well, we'll sober up on the way. It's a little no, bit of a walk. I, um, okay, you, you need to chill. Who says we're even drunk? Like, really? You can't convince me that I am not sober. Um, I am very self-aware. I know what my current body and brain function is, and it's not at 100%. Let's enjoy tonight, and if you want to go, like, mess with some high elves, I'm down, but let's wait. Because we can't go like this. If you want to start a prank war with some high elves, we should go now. We're not messing with the high elves right now. I mean, I'm fine. I appreciate that you're down to go Morlinde in the morning, and I also think we should go in the morning. But at the same time, I know Ulrich doesn't want to waste any more time here than is necessary. So if you don't necessarily want to be here any longer than they have to, like this is very much a selfish thing. Well, you must understand the level of assholery that high elves are capable of. You must understand that. Yeah, they killed my dad because he had me as a kid. When they yes. found out that I was pregnant with you, yeah. So showing up in our current state, do you think that is a good idea? Because I don't. No, I, I, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I want to go, but I understand if if everyone else says, no, we don't want to go, and we just don't go. Alaris. I just really, really want to go. Is it weird that you're getting, like, a little drunk? With your mother, is anything weird about that to you? Like, do you feel weird about that? No, why would it be weird? I got drunk with my mother all the time, says Catherine about grandma. I have never consumed alcohol in the presence of my mother. Ulrich, I'm like 60 years old. Like, <laughs> I can have a drink with my <laughs> mom if chill. I want to. Chill. You're now, fine. wait, 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 wait. I, around my mother, I will not use cuss words because Mom is precious, and I will defend her to the last, to 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 the last, whatever that means, because she is my mom. That's an interesting take, Ulrich. <laughs> I love my mom. Ulrich, I don't know anything about your parents. It's true. Like Ulrich is getting really personal because they haven't actually talked about their family a lot. Yeah. To the party. Yeah, actually. Like it's recent enough that like Ulrich bears scars but far enough away that they can pretend that it's not um, impacting them as much as they think it is. Wow. Um, they're like, nah, I'm over it. That was like a whole year ago, but in reality it still impacts them. So they're just kind of like in their feels, but they're not like out, they're not like crying or anything like that. Like they're just, they just kind of hang back a little bit from, from the, the social moment. Fallhide is tuning out Auric, which is unusual for her uh, is tuning out Ulrich and is turning to Alaris during that moment. Alaris, do you know if Maylin plans to leave for the Watch Forest with us tomorrow? Like, is she going back? 
I guess I don't know. Huh. Uh, yeah, I guess I. I don't know. I I, I thought that she. Uh, she seems to be wanting to go and explore and have adventures, you know. So, I guess yeah. it's wherever the the wind takes her. That might be great for her, but we should probably know. So ask her. Like if if she's your escort, I feel like she's probably gonna. Well, she's not. She's not an escort. Do we wait up for her to wake up before we leave? I mean, sort of I we can. Or may, she's right there. We can just ask her. <laughs> I feel like what Joe is actually asking is. Do they have another NPC to keep up with? Or uh, are we going to let Maylin leave so Joe doesn't have to worry Please, about that? I, I love Maylin, but like... But hey, Maylin. Yeah? Are you are you going to go back to the Watch Forest tomorrow? You all are talking about visiting the Springwood tomorrow, right? That's correct. See, I'm torn on whether or not I want to go visit the Springwood with you. Well... It sounds fascinating. Like, I've been to, I've been to Greenfields and the Watch Forest, and I've been around High Elves there. But, like... Never the diaspora. Mm-hmm. This group seems a lot more malicious. What do you think? You know that I am always happy to have you around. I would hope. Yeah, of course. So if you want to come with, that's totally cool. But if you want to go back to the Watch Forest for a little bit, you know, like if, if you, you're like, oh, this adventure, I'm going to wind down and then go on another adventure after I get back. That's also totally cool, you know? Should we leave it up to chance? <laughs> uh, yes. I'm yes. sure. That's fine. Does anybody have a bronze piece we can flip? Ulrich offers one. Ulrich, flip it. I'll call it in the air. Evens are heads. So so w what does evens mean? Evens are numbers like zero, <laughs> no, two, I, Jesus, four, Joe, I know what six. evens mean. But like in this context, what like what does the result of an evens roll imply for heads. this story? Well, I haven't called it in the air yet, so flip the dang coin. You thembo called me a thembo <laughs> the die or uh, it's flipped the number wait, is set wait, no the coin is flipped Ulrich has it like like under their hand to where you can't see but it's definitely been flipped um heads i go with you tails i tail tails i i go to defeat no, okay. I go to triumph. Sorry, I don't want to go to defeat. I want to go through defeat. Yeah, you don't want to go to defeat. Alaris, who wants Maylin to actually do whatever Maylin wants to do, because she's having her own adventure, secretly also wants her to come with him to the Springwood. So that's what he's really hoping for. Yeah. Well, Steven the player rolled a six. Was that heads? A evens was heads. <laughs> I'm going to give Maylin a hug. She takes your hands from going for her waist and puts them on her butt and uh, pulls up to your face and kisses you. Bros! Ugh. Sound terrible, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Ian, Ian just <laughs> well, let, hold on, Stephen. Let let Ian. That's true. I can let Ian do it. Right. So, Ian is on recording now. So I find it really interesting that I, I know that this is a you know long term, uh, dramatic storytelling podcast. Uh, you know, expressed through D and D, which is an awesome game and everything. Um, of course, there's a leveling system in D and D for those who aren't aware of that already, but. I just We're noticed that, uh, yeah, you guys are only level eight, but you've been doing this for two, two plus years, three ish years. Four years. Four it'll, years. Yep. Now. It'll, be it'll be our fourth year anniversary in January. Yep. No way. Of I, it's been a while since I checked the dates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's just it's crazy to think about that. <laughs> oh yeah, 
And, um, yeah, so it's just interesting to me that you guys are only level 8 after four years of playing the same campaign, the same setting, yep. with two yep. full, well, coming in on two full arcs of storytelling, and you're only level 8. I just well, completed a campaign that it was, like, about one and a half years long, and we went from level 1 to level 20. So, <laughs> it's just interesting to me, like... How, like, was this what you intended? Was, like, is leveling up just a side thing that you, you know, just happen to do from time to time? Or uh, is it more, you know, integrated than that? It's more integrated than that um, because I have chosen to level up the party not based on experience or anything like that. It's based on story beat. In my mind, Advantage is a four arc story beginning to end it's ideal that we're going to get all the way to level 20 right so listeners keep that in mind we're 40 percent of the way through at least based on the leveling i read in either the dungeons master guide or the player's handbook or something some official wizards thing early on when i was looking at 5e that they envisioned tiers of play not as heroic paragon and epic as we had in fourth edition but like a hero of your local town and then hero of your region hero of your nation and hero of the plains yeah or similar right like the the just leveled scaling yeah, yeah. advantage arc one the isotalos arc was my hero of the city and now it's hero of the nation it will be hero of the the world and then hero of the multiverse pretty much wow, spoilers yeah. uh I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, spo yeah spoilers. This is escalating drama. This shouldn't be something that is a shock to you. <laughs> we yeah. are the main characters. Or the ideas. Well, are we all gonna die and become the main characters? <laughs> no, we're all a side side plot. We decided this. I've been listening through, catching up. We're definitely the like B squad. Like we're the side characters. Mar sure. Marge yeah, is Marge definitely Marge and Marge, and Marge is a squad for sure. For sure. I will say. Um, I'll, I'll admit pretty openly, Joe, that comes as a bit of a shock to me because I never conceived of an end to advantage. Um, I, I do want to play as long as we can, but at level 20, like, mechanically, we're done. Like, we, we can't get any more godlike than we are. Right. This is this is what I thought about with, with like, with Joe, because, like, our goal here is to tell such a long story that like from a storytelling perspective in a real not you know, real world but like a, a smaller like at, at the human to human or person to person level i feel like by the time you get godlike powers it's hard to just do normal things and so yeah. i've always saw i've always yeah. seen our yeah. like incredibly slow leveling as a means to like keep us within the neighborhood essentially like grounded if yeah. I suddenly had godlike powers, why on earth am I concerned about solving the problem of how are we gonna get to, you know, the the pandemic? How are we even gonna yeah. get over there? Yeah. I can probably just like manifest I myself can, over like, there. I could probably just teleport us all there in an instant. And yep. And and I think that comes from from Joe's and like I guess our like specific focus on storytelling through story with mechanics as a means rather than telling the story through the mechanics if that makes sense that's how that's how it's always felt to me like the mechanics are a means by which we communicate this thing that we are all experiencing together but the the story itself it doesn't depend like we could almost just sit around and tell this story the mechanics are just a helpful way to do it steven while you were talking about not conceiving it into advantage i don't think that a four arc end and being the end of this story would necessarily I see i be see the end. okay you know we could just end this chapter or this campaign and start an like in the future in the same world with new characters and, and make it and steampunk. Was that a Legend of Korra poll? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, we didn't have you introduce yourself oh. earlier. Uh, see, friends, Ian uh, is uh, a, a a new companion on uh, the Darkmore Podcast Network. Um, will you introduce yourself and your associates? Yeah, certainly. So my name is Ian. I am part of DM Shower Thoughts, which is 
uh, now a proud member of the Darkmore Podcast Network, and it is a podcast uh, and a podcast because we do record our faces now, um, that uh, focuses on finding your best self through gaming and what that means when you take into account tabletop gaming and 5th edition especially, which is like pretty much what brought all of us together. And we are always interested in talking about like the philosophies of 5th edition, of course the mechanics and the storytelling uh, opportunities as well. And that's, uh, that's what really excites us when we play D&D. And it, it's, how we, it's how we become better at playing D&D and becoming better DMs as well. And creating more, uh, you know, colossal, wonderful, scary stories and stuff like that to tell with our players. Um, and yeah, so that's what we're doing. Um, you know, we have like all sorts of social media. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Spotify. Finally, now. it's pretty great. Yeah, I know, right? So if you're, if my, you're hearing this, my single largest this. critique of uh, DMST when in the very beginning when. Uh, Darkmoor and DMST were uh, in contact. It was like, why aren't you? Why are you not on iTunes? But <laughs> yeah, that we has were, since been a time. Time to go leave a review. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, all yeah. our companions. I'm doing it right uh, now. Who have left <laughs> reviews? Get on there. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Uh, for Advantage listeners, you've heard me talk about DMST before, especially in relevance to the Switch series podcast that came out uh, featuring Adamus as. Uh, the Dungeon Master. Boy, that was a fun episode. That came out on the um, Misadventures feed, right? Uh, yes. Yes, it did. The, yeah. It was tremendous fun. Um, y'all are going to record uh, the Switch Series Part 2. Have recorded? I'm not in it, so I um, missed it. Uh, we recorded um, it. You yeah. did record it? Okay. Yeah. I yeah, think they're actually going to do um, a Myth Adventures episode with it also tomorrow, if, if I understand yes. correctly. Yes, this is correct. Uh, there's a Myth Adventures thing coming out tomorrow, or that we're going to record tomorrow at uh, yep. in the morning, in the wee hours, as it were. And um, it's going to be really cool, because we're going to get to talk about folklore, which is one of my uh, most favorite things to talk about, uh, actually. I'm uh, particularly interested in Norse heathenry, so uh, this will be really cool. Yeah, listening to, to Jim talk about folklore on the other Myth Adventures episodes is just always a, a delight anyway. It's fascinating. He does yeah. a lot of good research. Yeah, absolutely. Friends, you want to play Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Yes. yes. The other reason I wanted to do a roll is to use my Dark Silver Forge Cthulhu yes. Gold dice set. It's a cast zinc alloy, five and a half times heavier than your standard uh, plastic dice. Sometimes I think it's kind of funny because we don't actually roll that many dice in advantage. But boy, when we when do, we roll with our good. Dark Silver, Silver Forge, Forge dice. I, I have bought, to clarify, the entire Cthulhu Gold dice set, the Cthulhu's Gold uh, dice is, tray. How many times have you said this in an episode? Like, we need to have somebody go back and count. I've listened. I've made jokes about Dark Silver Forge, but I've never actually listed everything I own from them. I think I did it once, maybe. Um, I ha I bought two sets of D6s from them of the Cthulhu Gold set as well. And I bought the, oh, what's the spacey one called? Dark Alpha. Dark Alpha. I bought the Dark Alpha set, and I have those as well. I didn't know that you'd also gotten the Dark Alpha. That's the one that Zach rolls. Nope. That's my DM set. I do you and like the Dark Alpha? The gold. Funny. The gold is my player have set. Have they restocked? I need a Christmas present for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I also wanted an excuse to do that, so I'm gonna roll Insight. Maybe oh would that, that would that be Insight? Yeah. Can we, like, uh, fair not enough, right? have capitalism in this universe? <laughs> Earth is the capitalist nation. No, I no, know. Not... I, I was going to say, no, I, I have a lot of, like, weird feelings about it because I was I was listening to the most recent episode. Um, like, I'm, I'm really caught up, and I was like, oh, my God, we're doing what the United States does, <laughs> and we're just, like, funding Woo! a coup. Like that's that is exactly. But like I also Ooh. think it's good in this instance. So I have a lot of like weird feelings yeah. about the fact that like we're doing a thing that I generally think is not good, but like in a specific instance, 
where it is good. Zach the player has been having a lot of weird feelings about the Pandominion. Zach the player has been sharing with Joe the Dungeon Master all these weird <laughs> opinions about the Pandominion. It's not usually fried chicken necessarily. Also, that means chickens are canonical, I guess. Like, I wouldn't chickens, chickens be canonical. Exist? Did you not think I'd, chickens were? No, what okay. Out of, I've been, out of the one thing wait, to contest. Wait. <laughs> First of all, I've been I've been watching a lot of Avatar because of that show I was talking about earlier, and then the only other like significant media. Okay, fine, a chicken otter. The only other significant <laughs> media I've been consuming is Brandon Sanderson because his fourth book in the Stormlight Archive is about to come out. Oh shit! Yeah, no, like it's like nope. next week. It's oh my super god, soon. I can't read all those books. In the week? Oh my god, I just can't read. In that world, all <laughs> that all well. birds are chickens. Like they they just they call anything that's a bird a chicken. And so like real chickens existing as like normal chickens like is sorry, it felt significant to me. But anyway, like marching band cuz remember like we would have the the band cookout before every meal or every game. The what? The band cookout, like before we did. Yeah, uh, they. They. Oh no, that was just yeah. drumline, wasn't it? That's just. That was just drumline. <laughs> that was just drumline. <laughs> well, we got free food every game. Yeah, that was the. No. Three yeah, because like guys. our whole set, we did that stupid like extra parade that the no bear. one no cared about. Shit yeah, about yeah, and everybody crumb. else. Nobody. Game, like, yeah, fun. the one where we led the football team, and they were always so late. Whenever they felt like it. And like the only people there were like day drinking dude bros and anyone else at the tailgate at like 11 a.m. or day whenever. Day drinking dude or, like, bros who are getting their bachelors in business, business. from the University of Central Arkansas. <laughs> Those are the people who donate to the alumni fund. They're like proud of it. <laughs> like, you told us that your friend Dolgren like filled you in on the events of the evening. So like, what happened? Like you were a young lad, I've gotta know. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, right, Jesse, Jesse, this is something called episode. improv. He's setting you up. Now it's your job to take the ball and carry it where it you needs to go. You say yes and. Throwing Jesse under the bus was my lead in. So. Oh no, we lost Zach to the we lost Zach. Again. We lost Zach, Alaris is a narcolept. Okay, no, that's canon. I heard that in the episode and you didn't stop it, so that means it is canon and yep. I will die by yep. it. Well, well, I can yeah. always retcon that with more canon, but uh, Zach got Until dropped, it's more canon. Which means uh, Alaris just randomly passed out. Well, I'm, I'm here, it's fine. I'm just gonna leave my video <laughs> yeah, off. Just gonna close his eyes for a little bit. How long has Grace Under been the king? The new one? Not that yeah, The bad one. Oh, okay, cool. So long yeah. may he reign was for the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Like 40 years, tops. Well, time is different with us old-ass graces. How long has it been a Grace Under, like, on the throne? Yeah. At least two. I think it was this one, good King Grace Under, and whatever. Right? I don't know. Just making that up. I, I wouldn't say that good King Grace Under is the first of the Grace Under line. Probably, I'll say I don't know, that. five or six deep. Fair. The the fall of Good King Grace Under would make a dope side right? plot. I was thinking I was about thinking that, that when lot. I was listening the other yes. day. I was Ooh, like, instead man. instead of forward in time, back in time. Yeah, like what a neat, With what some a neat like, like side plot. Uh, espionage and uh, Game of Thronesy backstabbing, but yeah. none of the, the parts we don't like. Canonically, like... <laughs> My grandfather, Gorbring, was like one of his generals and stuff. So I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be dope. Joe, will you just tweet, quote, two men can enjoy wood together, unquote, Grimton steady hand on the advantage Twitter with zero context? Okay. Capital is made up. We should all seize the means of production. There's not even a gold standard anymore. Does, have they named capitalism in this universe? Like, do they have economic no. scholars that have named these things? Or is it just kind of like I don't know. stuff that's happening in an unnamed manner? That sounds right. It's money. I don't know, but Ulrich is definitely a communist. 
I I mean that's the kind spi- of how the, the spirit of the United States communi- or, watch of for it is run low key. Yeah, you guys are in a commune, like right? Yeah, one hundred percent. As any good pastoral utopia should be. I have never consumed alcohol in the presence of my mother. Really? I've been drunk with my mom. I, Joe, have been drunk with my mom. I, Stephen, I'm not certain that my mother has ever consumed alcohol in any capacity, barring the occasional, like, Eucharist that involved actual alcohol. I'm just saying. I'm in the same boat as Stephen. Besides virgin apple teenies. I had a margarita once at Las Palmas with my mom. That's it. Like, what brought Ulrich to Isatalos was the conflict between Kolgafir and the Pandominion, um, specifically Kolgafir's assault, um, as, as... The Great Scuffle. The, the Great Scuffle, yes. Um, as they, li- they lived on the southern, uh, southeastern portion of Kolgafir. What were the name of that mountain range? Uh, it's the Mountain of Rarun and the Fortress of War, I believe. Correct. So, uh, Ulrich didn't live near necessi- like near enough to describe it, the Fortress of War, but they did live on the slopes of the Mountains of Rarun. Um, but they've kind of avoided, or deliberately avoided, talking about their family history to some degree, because bringing it up makes them sad, because they don't know what's happened to their family. Did you know that less than a year ago, Bernie was still in the race? Don't. <laughs> Sorry. That's, Don't that's get me, me started. That's me when you're like, wow, what was a year ago? Anyway, continue. God, like 2019. Can we think about no, how long ago 2019 bud. was? In 2020, yeah, it was like, February. Yeah. It was, was March of 2020 when everybody. Okay, but March Bernie. was like four years ago. February. So George. like. Anyway. Continue. Your character development is very, very important. It really is. I'm just salty about 2020. 